Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 332. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. This is a two-parter. Yep, we are talking Instagram marketing for the next two episodes. So stick around, make sure that you are listening all the way to the end of this one. You're not going to want to miss a thing. And then make sure that you hit the subscribe button and that's going to notify you of a new episode when it drops. So these episodes land every single Monday. So next Monday, you can meet me back here on the podcast nice and early in the morning. You can take me with you on your morning walk or whilst you're pottering around the house or driving the kids to school, wherever it is that you listen. But just know this is a two-part episode. And coming up today, I'm going to be sharing with you five things to consider when using Instagram as a core part of your digital marketing strategy. So let's get into it. Let's kick things off with a little truth bomb, okay? (laughs) First of all, we live in an age where we are constantly bombarded with messages that tell us that we need more. We need to be doing more. We need to be posting more. And no wonder people are always feeling like they're behind, like they're falling short, like achievement should be based on, did we tick everything off the to-do list? I hear from a lot of women every single day that feel like they're falling short, they're missing the mark, they should have their ducks in a row by now, they're not enough, they're not doing enough, not doing enough in the home, not doing enough in their business, not doing enough as a mum, oh my gosh, not making enough money, like they don't have enough followers. On Instagram, they're not getting enough likes. They should have more subscribers on their email list. This constant feeling of we're not enough is insanely draining, but it puts us in a negative spiral, a mindset that is very hard to climb your way out of, which is necessary if you are wanting to grow your business and, of course, necessary if you are wanting to show up on Instagram. Operating from that identity of I'm behind or I'm overwhelmed is the first thing that we need to shift our attention from because that lack mindset is doing more damage than anything else. It is seeing even the most savvy, up-and-coming, even well-established business owners become obsessed with the wrong metrics on Instagram and the implications are being felt across their entire digital strategy and then their business and now they're overwhelmed and ah, they feel stuck. No wondering why they're not progressing. So what if instead of telling yourself that you need more, you adopt an abundance mindset that has you believing that you are already enough, that you have enough, you have enough followers, you have enough skills, you have enough of a connection, you have enough to offer, and you start operating from that space, that you have enough. Actually, I'm going to say you have limitless opportunity and potential 
to connect and grow a business and have an impact? What would that shift in belief and mindset and identity do for how you showed up on Instagram? I want you to consider these five things when setting out to use Instagram as a core part of your digital strategy. And before I dive into that, I just want to draw your attention to our free downloadable resource that accompanies this episode. It is our progress sheet. It's completely free. And if you're the type of woman that likes to take notes or you want to make sure that you are paying attention to the most important parts of this podcast episode and not missing the things that you should be soaking up, then you're going to love this progress sheet because it actually guides you through everything that I'm about to uncover and gives you space to record the most important things as well as your own aha moments as we go through the work together today. So that's completely free. Just click on the link in the show notes over at tracyharris.com co. Find this episode (laughs) Uh, and you'll see it there in the copy that accompanies this episode. Just click on the link, put in your name and email, and I'll shoot off the progress sheet for you. So let's dive in, shall we? And this is on the progress sheet. So if you're using it, follow along now. These are the five things that I want you to focus on when you are setting out to use Instagram intentionally as a core part of your digital strategy. So number one is what is my Instagram purpose? Not me, not Tracy, you. I want you to write it in first person. What is my Instagram purpose? And I want you to think, you know, is it primarily to drive traffic to your website, to an online store, to a podcast, to a blog? Is it primarily a place to connect with new potential clients? So you're on there for awareness. Is it primarily a lead generation tool for you to grow your email list? Is it a place for you to build your personal brand profile? Perhaps you are a keynote speaker or a fitness expert or an industry leader or an author. Is Instagram a space for you to build your personal brand profile? Whatever it is, I want you to get really clear on your purpose for being on Instagram and then craft yourself a content strategy that leads people on a journey to your end goal. That journey is the buyer's cycle. So you need to be capturing people at an awareness level, having them consider working with you, having them desire your product, having them purchase from you and then having them become a returning customer. And you can do all that very cleverly and in a heart-centered way. That's my favorite thing to teach my ladies is how to do all of that through heart-centered marketing using Instagram. Now, if you are not in my social method society and you would like to learn more about it, or you would like to get an invitation when I open the doors to new members next, just go to socialmethodsociety.com and you can put your name down on the wait list. That way I can connect with you and send you a sneaky invitation when we open the doors next. But essentially, if you are wanting to grow your audience, if you're wanting a content plan every single month to help you do what I just shared, moving people along that customer journey in an authentic, heart-centered way without seeming salesy, wanting more sales, wanting more 
traffic to your website or in-store or wanting more inquiries and leads, then the Social Method Society is the place that keeps you consistent in doing that. And that gives you that education on how to do that. Okay, so go to socialmethodsociety.com. Now, let's get to point number two. I want you to make sure that you are on Instagram as a business profile. So if you're following along on the progress sheet, fill that in here under point number two. Being on Instagram as a business profile not only screams that you are an, an established or a credible business, but that they're going to, you're going to get access to some really incredible, highly valuable bonus Instagram features as a business user. You're going to get access to tools like Instagram insights and analytics. You're going to be able to access shopping tags or set up an Instagram shop. You're going to be able to have bonus opportunities to share links. Um, You're going to be able to set yourself up uh, with email contact buttons or booking buttons or call buttons. All of those features and tools come when you have a business profile. So if you have a business, that's the profile you need to be selecting when you're setting yourself up on Instagram. Number three, you ready? This one is one of my frequently asked questions. Tracy, how do I get the balance right of showing enough of the personal side, but not too much, and then enough of the business side so that people know I actually have a business and products that they can buy or ways that they can work with me? And it's a really great question. And so the answer to this one is going to help you with that because I know that there are a lot of people out there that really struggle with putting themselves out there personally. And every week I'm hearing from women that want to have healthy boundaries when it comes to social media and what they choose to share on Instagram, for instance. Maybe you don't want to show your children and I'm here to say that that is okay. You are in control of the aspects of your personal life that you wish to share. That's point number three. Decide on the aspects of your life that you are willing to share. You do have to be willing to put your face on your account. If you are wanting to build a connection with people, then you need to humanize your Instagram marketing presence. The number one way to humanize your presence is to show your face, but you don't have to be sharing all areas of your life or your family members. I want you to think about three to five areas of your personal life that you do feel are connection points possibly between you and your audience. So, you know, do you love exercising or do you have a unique hobby or are you um, a coffee snob? Like these are little personal traits that other people quite often connect with. So coming up with three to five of those areas of your personal life that you don't mind bringing into your brand on Instagram. Some of the things for me that I share regularly is, of course, uh, motherhood. Now, I don't go into too much detail about motherhood. um, And in the past, I've shared things like my breastfeeding journey, my experience of co-sleeping, but not in the sense that I'm like blogging about those topics, you know, I just kind of make mention of them. So don't have to go into too much detail. And I think this is where people get a little bit anxious or they overthink 
content because they're like, oh gosh, how much detail is too much detail? Well, just a mention is okay. And through that mention of, oh, yay, still breastfeeding through the night, two and a half years later, just that subtle mention was enough to have other women who are going through that experience also to say, oh my gosh, so am I, or well done, congratulations, it's so hard, but good on you, Trace. Or some of them saying, you know, I was unable to breastfeed and now we were having conversations about that. And, you know, it's just a connection point, but we don't need to go into the nitty gritty details. You know what I'm saying? So other things that I share and have shared consistently over the past seven years Uh, just my general experiences of parenting. So little moments sitting with my kids at the kitchen table playing, you know, or is it Uno? I don't know. You know, the card game (laughs) or um, go fish or going for a walk with the kitties or yay, now I'm off to school pickup. So just those little things that share that I am actually a parent. Hello. Yes. Doing parenting things. And then, of course, my marriage. Now, I don't go into too much detail again, but people know that I'm married. I will share, yay, date night, like little things like that. So three to five things of the personal side that you don't mind sharing. But don't forget, you don't need to go so hardcore in all of the details around those three things. A couple more examples before I leave you to have a think about your own. I have an obsession and a daily love of smoothies. So I don't know how how long you've been listening to the Mums with Hustle podcast or following me over on Instagram. That's mostly where you'll see my smoothies making a bit of a feature in my Instagram stories, but I freaking love me a smoothie. Like it is part of my daily routine to the point that I will be freezing in winter, drinking a smoothie with a heat pack on my lap because I need to stay warm, but I also really want my smoothie. Yeah. Fellow smoothie addicts unite when I share that sort of content in my story, yet it has nothing to do with business. It's more personal. Another thing that you ladies really love are my fashion related um, photos. So when I'm wearing something like pretty or sparkly, um, or if I've put like a total boss lady outfit together, people tend to like the fashion. So, you know, I have created, oh my gosh, like lots of Instagram stories and reels about my fashion hauls or new buys and um, things that I'm gifted and all sorts of stuff. And, And I love it. I love fashion, so I don't mind sharing it. So what are the things that you want to share with your audience? All right. Number four is to value every person following, but then disattach. Like, let it go because it is not all about the numbers. And I don't want you agonizing over your following count going down because that's a natural part of being on Instagram. I want you to focus more on the people that are there. When you shift your attention to the people that are there, you begin to create content for the people that are there. And that, I know it sounds crazy and way too simple, but that keeps them there and it attracts more people like them versus posting from a desperate place, trying to get people that are not already following you, focus on the ones that are there. Now, this brings me to my fifth point. 
Actually, before I dive into my fifth point, I'm going to give you a couple of examples, a couple of shout outs, actually. First one is to Eva Cassis, who is a member of my Social Method Society. And Eva has recently, well, not too long ago, been on the podcast. So you may want to scroll back and find her episode. But she talks about a pivotal moment was in her business was when she changed her approach to using Instagram from one that was very, oh my gosh, how do I grow my following and seeing her followers as, you know, a thing out there far in the distance to thinking of it as real people that have a common interest and seeing herself as a community builder. And she talks about that on the episode and how that switch in mindset really helped to change her strategy. And now it's not just a, oh, I'm an e-commerce brand and I have people that follow me. It's like, no, I'm building a community and this is a space for us. So another person, shout out to Dante. Dante Amato is part of my Inner Circle Mastermind. And Dante shared recently that although her audience is roughly around the same size as it was a year ago, she has absolutely skyrocketed her business in terms of revenue, but also, so she's making more money than she ever has before, but also she's working less than she ever has before. Dante only works 12 hours a week, 12 hours a week in her business, yet her business has grown more and she gives a lot of that credit to having the right audience. So she has done a lot in terms of her Instagram strategy to weed out the people that are not for her, hence the loss in followers, but then attract the people that are for her, hence these people going on her buyer's, her buyer's cycle and working with her and her business booming as a result. Where focus goes, energy flows. So focus on serving the people that are already there. Focus the potential buyers that you have right there. All right, let's move on to number five, our fifth and final thing to consider when you are about to create or revisit your Instagram strategy. I want you to value engaging with others. Now, you don't need to post on Instagram every day if your life doesn't allow for it. I know, shocker. Because most people will tell you the opposite. And the reason they're telling you the opposite isn't entirely wrong because the more you post, the more eyeballs you are going to get in front of. Like your reach is going to increase if you post more. But if that's not possible for you, and I just know here, like I I have a beautiful community of mums in business. Many of the mums in business that I serve are in the thick of it in terms of the season of motherhood, you know? You've got a lot going on. And what I want to say to you is you'll see you will go through many seasons of motherhood and it does change. I've got more time now than I used to when my babies were little. But that did not stop me from building a multiple six-figure business when I had my babies. Like and that came from having an Instagram presence not even posting every day, but when I did post, it had intention. It had strategy behind it. It had purpose. 
and it had value. But coupled with that, I engaged with people. I actually engaged with people more than I posted. And so I just share that with you because sometimes we can get swept up seeing what all the cool Instagram kids and gurus are doing when quite frankly, they have a very different life to what you may have. And then we can get caught up in comparison syndrome and thinking that we have to do what they're doing. No, you don't. You don't need to post every day. You do need to have intention and strategy behind your content though, when you do post and you should be making time to engage. So again, if you are in the social method society, then you need to be using our monthly content strategy pack. It comes with prompts for reels and suggested reels audio. It comes with 30 days of Instagram actions. Not all of those actions are requiring you to post. Sometimes it's a post, sometimes it's a reel, sometimes it's stories, sometimes it's just getting back to people. Sometimes it's facilitating engagement in different ways, different strategies. So make sure if you're a member that you are accessing that. And remember, it comes out on the first of every single month. It's inside of your member portal. And if you're not a member, then go to socialmethodsociety.com and pop your name on the wait list for that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I loved bringing it to you. And don't forget, next week I'm bringing part two where I'll be sharing the must-know Instagram updates as of now in 2022. So make sure that you check that one out. Hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends. Come say hi on Instagram at Mums With Hustle. And I'll see you next week on the podcast. Bye. Bye.